Hey everyone, welcome back. Hello. Thank you for joining us at True Crime Oddities. I'm Jen. And I'm Jeannie. And we are traveling to London. Oh, I can't wait. 1897. I need to go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) We're really happy you're eavesdropping on this. Yes. And we're going to discuss William Terrace. Oh, I can't. He seems interesting. His whole thing was interesting. Really interesting. He was actually a well-known stage actor uh, during this time period. Yeah. Very famous. Like overly famous. Yeah, overly. But it was funny how the twists and turns, you know, I know we're going to not get to a lot, but you know, to how he got there. Yeah, completely. And it was his calling. Uh, He was not born a William Terrace, though. He was not. That's his stage name. Don't they all have stage names? Yeah. His birth name is William Charles James Lewin. Lots of names. Say that three times. Yeah. No, thank you. (laughs) That's enough. I like William. (laughs) William Terrace. Well, he was born in the month of February, 1847, um, and he had a lot of interests. He did. He, you know what? And he dabbled in them all. Yeah. He was very quote unquote, like worldly in the sense of like traveling and just even different professions before he became a very well-known actor. I read that he was a sailor. He was a farmer. Yeah. Dabbled in some horse breeding. Yeah, he, he had left the, uh, <laughs> England, came over to the States, went to Kentucky for a bit. You know, try out the horse thing. Didn't yeah. work out. Enjoyed yachting, cycling. Yeah, he worked in a hospital. Man of many talents. Yes. Uh, well, other than just being England's leading actor of the uh, Victorian era, um, he started that when he was like 23, kind of late in the game. I know, but do they think he did all that other stuff prior to that? Yeah, and it was said that uh, he went to acting because just financially it was better. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't blame him. Right? Uh, he was known for different parts. Of course, it's going to be Shakespearean plays like Othello, Romeo and Juliet, Henry VIII. Um, but he was also known for playing Robin Hood. Yeah, that was another big one. Yeah. Um, and... Everybody that met him really, really liked him. He was an idol to many. His personality just yeah, loved. I mean, you don't meet people like that where everybody likes you and nobody has anything bad to say. Yeah. Uh, he was married to Isabel Lewis. Yeah, they met in the theater. Her stage name, Ann Fellows. <laughs> I, would, I think I would have kept Isabel Lewis. I like Isabel Lewis. Yeah. Well, they, they got married in 1870 and directly after had a baby. They had Elaine. Um, during this time period, she's 26. She was born in 1871. She also is an actress. She started her career in 1887. She was only 16 years old. Wow. And she's uh, known as one of the most famous musical theater actresses during her time period. That's crazy. For what a, they? Especially for a man that like had all these other like career jobs that he was doing prior. Yeah. And then he has like He's this acting talent, and now his daughter, she's an actor, or right. actress, excuse me. And they also had a son, Tom. Uh, he's 15 during this time. And he went on to be a film director. A very... Um, Theater, movie... Yeah. Driven family. Yeah, very driven. Well, friends of William knew him as Bill, so... Yeah. With all the research we've done, going to call him Bill. Yeah, let's call him Bill. <laughs> It makes it easier. It does. Well, on one occasion when he went to go perform, 
Bill was the type of guy that one time he showed up soaking wet. Do be- tell. Before he went to go perform. And he goes, he doesn't have time to change. So he's, he's doing the show. The show <laughs> must go on, as they say. Yes, they do. And he's totally soaked. And nobody questioned him. But then after, it was like, Bill, like, hello, like, what is up? You're wet. He actually saved a child from drowning right before he had to get onto the stage right there. That's crazy. Yeah. He was just that kind of guy. Like, and he, and he wasn't doing it for, like, bragging rights or anything like that. He was pretty quiet in that area as far as being, like, charitable or... No, but you would have thought they would have held the curtain. For him, of course, right? Like, right? sorry, he's going to need, like, 10 minutes. Don't worry about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. You'd also think that because of his personality and everything, this would cause maybe some jealousy with other actors. But for the most part, no, nope. hadn't. Right. For the most part, it was like everyone, everyone mm-hmm. loved him. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't. I mean, if there was bad things said, we couldn't find him. No, no. Um, there's another gentleman, Richard Prince. He's also an actor. And mm-hmm. William had been trying to help him extensively, like a lot, get acting roles. Yeah. Giving him money. Yeah, because he even got him hired in a couple of the plays that he was doing and stuff. Yeah, like the, what do you call that when you're just like a backup person? Extras. Yeah. But they didn't call them extras back then. They had another word. For some reason, I think it's called super. It's like you're a super of the play. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but, and Richard was also known as being a drinker. Yeah. And that was kind of a main thing of him not even really getting any work. Um, and he, his nickname probably wasn't the best. He was called Mad Archer. I know. But then you have Bill, who's Breezy Bill. Right. <laughs> right. Well, on December 16th, uh, Richard, he's pretty set, upset with William. Yeah, because he was upset because he blamed Bill for getting him fired from a job. They said that um, other actors saw them having like a tiff. Right. And then the next thing he knows, he he was let go from the play. From everything reading about Bill, I just couldn't see that, though. I mean, I I could see them having a tiff. I I couldn't see that it would be his fault for Richard getting fired from it you know I think that was probably Richard's own doing I think it was his too but I just think that he in his mind Mm -hmm. had made up that you know sometimes when you're so far in the hole you can't see that you're the problem exactly and so he put his stuff off onto Bill well on top of that um he was really upset also because the actors Bevelant fund which is still going I'm just gonna say ABF for short it's Mm -hmm. Um, it's a fund to assist actors that are experiencing hardship financially, whether it's from like just not working, illness, mainly like old age, you know, right. like you're not going to do anything anymore. William Bill was a huge contributor to this. He donated like a lot of money into this fund for actors. Um, and they cut him off. They cut, they cut Richard off. Yes, they did. Which William didn't have anything to do with because he wasn't even on the committee for that. He's just a donator, basically. Right. Um, but Richard, he's under the impression. It's all Bill's fault. It's all Bill's fault, yeah. So Richard starts hanging around the theater a lot, pacing back and forth. A little creepy. Asking questions about Bill, like, hey, what times he show up? Yeah. Like, 
But he should know about what time he shows up. I would think, but maybe because he's drinking. Maybe. But, you know, I mean, it's interesting. So it's like, because I know that Bill had given him money in the past and Mm -hmm. really tried to help him out, but basically kind of had cut him off at this point. I'm sure some of it was going towards his drinking. I'm sure all of it was going towards his drinking. Yeah. And he couldn't get hired on anywhere. And I just think he was having a tough time of it. And mm-hmm. Like I said, he was just focusing everything on to Bill. All, all of his problems, everything. If it wasn't for Bill, he'd be fine. Right. Well, that evening, Bill was going to be performing an American drama called Secret Service. Yeah. Of course, he was the main lead. Of course. Um, so as he's walking towards the theater, Eldelphi... Adelphi. Yeah. Um, he goes through like a separate stage door, like his own personal entry. Nobody else was using this entry but him for the most part. Right. And as he's approaching with his key in his hand to like open the door, a man just jumps in front of him with a large butcher knife. I, I know. I mean, out of all the things, uh, this big old butcher knife. Yeah, apparently it was really big, and he immediately stabs Bill with the butcher knife directly into his heart. Yeah. Um, The knife, they said, had such force to it that it pierced through his clothing, which, you know, again, we're talking about the 1800s. How much clothes did they wear? Well, and especially, (laughs) right, and, you know, he had to have a cape and everything on, so, I mean, the force he had to use to get through all that clothing. Well, it went through the clothing and then in another five and a half inches. That's a large knife that, right there yeah, to that's go through huge. and a lot of force to go through all of that. Right. Um, now, of course, right when Bill gets stabbed, I mean, as any good actor, <laughs> my God, I've been stabbed. <laughs> I know. And so, you know, you think, did they believe him in the beginning when, right. you know, but I guess when they saw the blood. Yeah. And, and right after that happened, he gets stabbed again on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. The third stab was on the side of his body. Um, and even then with those additional blows, like Bill out loud is like, I've been stabbed. You need to arrest him. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, quit standing around people do something. Right. Um, they, the butcher knife had to get removed from the side. Um, that's how bad it was. Uh, and Richard was going to continue to hit him, but then, you know, a lot of people are coming up and getting Richard, you know, yeah, to stop taking him. care of him. Right. And, of course, they immediately went to Bill uh, Pellows. They had an ice bag placed on his chest waiting for the doctor to arrive. Yeah. What uh, was the ice bag supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, I wasn't, I, w- I wasn't really sure about what the ice bag was supposed to do on the open wound. But for some reason, it just seemed good, you know, ice and pillows. Like, maybe maybe they thought it'd freeze the blood or something. I don't know. I guess so. Um, the doctor finally gets there and attempts to, like, surgically close the wounds, but... There was so much blood loss, it was it was too late. Well, no, I mean, he got hit in the heart, so yeah, that's it. There was nothing. No. 20 minutes after the stabbing, I'm Bill, surprised. Bill had died. Yeah, I'm surprised he even lasted that long. Yeah, he, they said that he did make, um, he was making some comments, but not really understandable. Right. Um, but he was 49. Hmm. Um, and again, now during all this time, it's not like Richard took off. All the bystanders had seized him. No, he um, hung out. Yeah, they took him to the police station, and they described the murder as being cool, not trying to flee. Hmm. You want to know what I felt was like a little odd? What? He was given the butcher knife back. Why? 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 
He held on to it until he reached the police station, and then he gave it to the officer. What the heck? So civilized. So, like, you guys are all just watching, you know, walking to the police station with a guy that has this butcher knife that just killed this man. With the knife? Right. And you're just like, here you go. Yeah, he gets to the police station, and they're like, okay, so you're the one who stabbed him. Yeah, I was. And with my big butcher knife, here you go. What, did the rest of them not want to, like, get accused of stealing or something? I suppose. I mean, that seems pretty random. I mean, yeah. when you go like, yeah, you're not getting this back. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. I would think that you would take it away from him. But instead, it was given to him. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, he was described as being well-dressed. He was 26. And he completely was like, yeah, I'm Richard Price. Right. They obviously have to ask his occupation because, of course, when you get arrested <laughs> back then, that's what you do. Right. That's one of the first questions. It's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. And he's like, at the present, none. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was telling the truth. He, uh, his first statement to the police that he gave is he said that he has done out my bevelant fund this morning and I have done him out for it for life. Yeah, because he was pissed he didn't get his money. Yeah. And the secretary of the bevelant development fund the bf he thought that that was uh clearly richard was not thinking because he's like first off bill had nothing to do with this second of all like when you contacted our committee i told you we didn't have enough time to get together if you would have contacted me the next day we could have handled this but he needed his money that day he needed it that day yeah um, and there was actual letters from the fund, from Bill, stating that Richard was actually a hard worker, a yeah. solid actor. Yeah, he was sticking up for him. He really was, yeah. And they said that by, you know, Richard was saying, you know, well, I stabbed him out of revenge. Yeah. He was trying to say that Bill kept him out of work for, like, over 10 years. Like, I'm if, right. If you're not really steadily working as an actor for over 10 years. You're not working, isn't it? You're yeah, not. then you should be doing something else on the side. Well, right, but he didn't see it that way. No, he you really know? didn't. That's for sure. Which is, which is sad because, I mean, Bill's just really trying to help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. And Richard admitted, you know, he stabbed him, mm-hmm. um, but they still needed to have a trial. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Now, meanwhile, back at the theater, uh, the curtain that evening did not go up. You know, it stayed down. Um, They informed the audience that there had been an incident and the show would not go on. Everybody would get refunded. Um, And then, of course, you know, that didn't last long for everybody to know what had happened. Yeah. Um, And then you get the crowds of people now gathering on the outside between the the police station and the theater. Like, there's a lot of people. A lot of upset people. Yeah. The next day in the paper, uh, they had reported that William Terrace was assassinated. Really? And that is a term that, I mean, normally you're going to say assassinations with politicians. You're not going to use that with, like, an actor. No, but I guess maybe because he was famous. Yeah. You know, and plus I think it sensationalizes it a Mm -hmm. little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, completely. Uh, They had the pretrial beginning immediately the next day. Are you ready for this on how they got the jury and what they ended up doing? How? This is my next oddities, guys. First off, the jury is brought to the morgue to see William, to see Bill's body. Well, you have to see the evidence, right? Yeah, but then the witnesses are being questioned 
by the coroner. What? Yeah, not like an attorney or anything. Like this is like pro- this is like a pretrial. It's the coroner that's doing the questionings. I thought that was like so that's interesting. Random. Yeah, that one you're bringing a jury to go see his body, which you already know, like how he died. I don't know why you need to see that, and just to like visually get an idea of maybe where the stab wounds are, maybe. That, I mean, that could be. Maybe. I um, I don't know. I mean, it seems pretty random to do something like that. It's like almost like a tour of the famous dead. Right, right. Um, the coroner questioned um, Bill's son regarding the letters that he had picked up at the theater. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had asked if his dad had any enemies. He stated he didn't have any. No. Um, he said that there was this, like, crazy Archie guy, but, I mean... The guy was just known for being crazy a little. But other than that, like, nothing. Um, the coroner stated that given the stab, like, in the body, the son, the answer's from the son, mm-hmm. and Richard, like, openly admitting that he stabbed Bill out of revenge, he felt like, all right, this can go to trial. But the coroner is making these decisions. Right. Why is the coroner making these decisions? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's so random. I thought that was, was like, so random. I was like, okay. That's super odd. That's really different. Um, The other thing, too, is, like, while this is going on, Richard's, like, making his own comments into this. Like, he can freely say what he wants to say, too. Yeah. And so I just thought that that was just, like, like such a (laughs) free-for-all. It just so, right, there's no no process there whatsoever. Mm -mm. Um, When it was brought to trial, though, they had gone to Richard's, like, where he lived, his little studio that he lived at, and they found a list of names, and they're all members from the Bevelent Fund. So I wonder if this was, like, a Bill's hit list? first. Yeah. Let's see who we go next. Right. Secretary number two. Everyone who's <laughs> wronged him in mm-hmm. his life. Yeah. Maybe. Um, he kept proclaiming his guilt, but then when he had to choose an actual sentence, guilty or not guilty... Because the judge is like, okay, I get it, but you actually have to say something. Like, you right. have to say you're guilty or not guilty. And then he's like, not guilty. Like, you've been saying you've been guilty this whole time, and now when you have to actually, like, pick pick one, you're like, hmm, I'm going to go with not guilty yeah. now. <laughs> I know. I know, because for a while he was saying he was guilty with provocation. Right. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, he was provoked into doing it because he didn't get his money. And now he's like, eh, not guilty. Well, they did try to, uh, they decided, his defense attorney decided that they should go after, like, his mental state. Yeah, because they were thinking he was a little unhinged. Yeah, and his mom testified. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, what what did you find on this? Well, because, uh, you know, reading up on her, she said that um, as a baby, she would take him out into the fields with her, and he'd be out there all day long in the sun. (laughs) And so, obviously, he... uh, suffered from being out in the sun. So that caused his mental impairment. Yeah. Um, as a child, I had read that while he got sunstroked, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that that's like heat stroke. Mm-hmm. It caused him to take a knife to his own brother. Mm. So interesting. And um, must've been all that sun. Yeah. But you know what? It kind of worked because most of the doctors that did meet with him, they also believed that he should be in an, a like an asylum. Yeah, which was interesting. I thought, mm-hmm. and um, and that's what happened on January thirteenth, eighteen ninety eight. The jury took twenty five minutes to reach their verdict, which they deemed him insane. Yep. 
They felt that at the time of the attack, he was insane, and they based this off the medical evidence of being (laughs) (laughs) sunstroked. We'll have to try to use that. Right. Um, And they also said that the jury came back to this conclusion because of uh, Richard's vanity, that he thought he was just, like, so great, but in reality, he was horrible. Yeah. That just, that right there did it for them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, At the end of his trial, though, he did request that he could uh, thank the court for a very fair trial. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You guys did great. Awesome. 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 It was good to be here. Yes. (laughs) Uh, He was sent to Broadmoor, which was for um, the criminally insane. Yeah, and so while he was there during his time, mm-hmm. he worked in the entertainment part. He, like, put plays together and everything, and he also was in the orchestra. Which I think is, first off, they had an orchestra. Well, and I was thinking, so you're, <laughs> wait, this place is for the insane, right? Right. And and you're giving them instruments. Yeah. I mean, which could turn into be weapons, right? It could be. But And you host plays. You know what? I'm sure, though, I mean, he spent, he lived there almost 40 years. He he died in 1936. This must have been the best time of his life, though. Yeah. Everybody there is thinking he's just, like, so great. Yeah. So, in the end, I think he got what he wanted. Unfortunately, it did cost Bill's life. Yeah. And so, uh, there was, I don't know if you saw this in the paper, but they, a lot of people were upset that he went to... Yeah, the, the insane asylum instead of you know getting death, and so they said you know, Tennyson was an actor, so his murderer will not be executed. Yeah, like that. Like you know, I guess because you know they didn't think highly of actors or something, right. and so you know this guy got away with murder, which is a uh, kind of in. It, I mean, that to me, first off, they label this as like an assassinate assassination so obviously it was a really really big to do Mm -hmm. um even to the fact that in 1898 they had a memorial plaque placed um at the life lifeboat house Mm -hmm. um there was a duchess she did it it's now a museum but i mean they but they put a plaque there in his honor they also did one on the stage door of the theater Mm -hmm. um they did yeah including when he died the next day the queen at the time, she sent a telegram to Bill's wife. So like, that was a big deal. Yeah, so it was a really big deal. So I could see where everybody would be really, really upset. Um, on top of that, it was probably one of the largest funerals. Um, it had a, what do you call it, like a procession? Yes. He had an open hearse, four horses, traveled slowly through about 50,000 people that came for this. It's it was huge. royalty. Yeah. It was. It was like... Funeral for a prince or something. Right. I wouldn't say a queen or a king because I think that would probably be a little bit more. But yep. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of crazy that he did just get that. But, I mean, that's that's what they decided. And I'm sure there was some probably truth to his mental being because it's very rare that somebody just kills somebody and then it's like, yep, it was me. Well, especially since he <laughs> pulled a brother, you know, a knife on his brother and everything. Yeah. So there was some tendency there. But, um Interesting enough, now they say that theater is haunted. Yeah. But not in a bad way. Of course, it's Bill. Yeah. It's got to be good. And that's what they were saying. (laughs) Oh, that's just Bill when stuff happens in there. (laughs) And so everyone talks to him there. Well, I'll leave you with a little gem that I found from the personal sections. Can't wait. From, what are we doing here? 1898. 
personal sections. Yep. This is at the time where, you know, you say what you really want to say to your loved one. Yes, you do. So in the personal ads or readings or I'm not sure what you call it, personal comments, it's to the dearest and most sweet. Mm. Out of my faithful love, I send you all good wishes and kind thoughts. I do trust you are well and happy. It is only the hope left for me. Sometimes think of me and the days that we are so happy together. AWC. Hmm. And with that, we send you guys all good wishes and kind thoughts too. That we do. Thank you for joining us again. Yep. Thanks, guys. Uh, go ahead and hopefully you're subscribed to our podcast, wherever you're listening to this from, and check out our Instagram, Facebook. Yes. All of that. All of the above. Give us a review. We'd appreciate that. We would. And catch us next week. All right. See ya. See you later.